believe it or not, they let us back on the air. It's Wednesday, and Wednesday means one thing. Welcome back to U.S. Comics Cast with the greatest oh, yeah. host, with the greatest host in all the multiverse, my big mm. brother, the CEO of U.S. Comics, John yes. Moneybags Rivera. Aw, snappy nappy, and I am joined this week as every week by my little baby brother, the Tyrion to my Jamie Lannister. Charlie always pays his debts, Rivera. I am (laughs) nothing much. I'm so glad we do not have a biological sister because that intro uh, would be so awkward. That would be, I would just have (laughs) to. Oh, yeah. Charlie, I got to tell you something about uh, our our sister, Missy. We are are changing the topic of the show. (laughs) We're changing the type of podcast. They should have never given you two bunk beds. This is a deep dive into the psychological <laughs> meltdown of my siblings. Yeah, you, you didn't know that we were from the southern part of Queens? Me and my little pig nose would just move on down the road. <laughs> just uh, your little legs <laughs> flopping along on the ground as fast as they could go. Aww, How are little, you doing, man? Little Midget Charlie. I'm good, man. I am, uh, you know, just trying to, to get back into the swing of things as, um, as we had posted about... Um, on our social media um, presences, um, we, you know, we did unfortunately have a death in the family, a very great, great loss. So, uh, you know, seeing as he, we are blood related, we both had the same obligation and, you know, <laughs> had to jump on the plane and go do our do our due diligence and, um, you know, just be the general fine, upstanding young men that we are. Um, but but I, I know for speaking for myself, getting back into the swing of things has not been a particularly smooth or easy transition but uh, i'm you know just about getting back back to to quote-unquote normal how about you yeah no about the same you know it's never those situations are are never easy they're never simple uh they never move along quickly with that being said this was one of those times where your your life with work obligations and you're doing a show is just Mm. hectic my life i i just switched positions very talented I have <laughs> multi-talented, one might say. Um, oh yeah, sure. I changed positions at work. It, it literally was the, um, it was the most chaotic, uh, like month really, um, mm. probably of my adult life as far as so wild adjustments. You've adjusted from uh, little spoon to big spoon. How dare you? Uh, little spoon for life. How about that? Um, <laughs> There's no shame in that. You're always warm in the storm, son. But if you if you want, I'll I'll put the tragedy of having to wake up every day at 4 a.m. when I used to go to bed yeah. at 4 a.m. I'll put that against Oof. any great any great tragedy. Oof. There's Magoof, gonna be a mini series just about me learning to wake up at four. Yeah, and like I'm not waking I, up at four I, for like a bottle of Jack and a, a, a yeah. you know and a party. I was gonna say at 4 a.m. When the biological need to piss comes upon, and I'm all laid up, curled up in my bed, uh, the 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 blankets pulled up tight to my chinny chin chin, there's a legitimate um, uh, conversation. There's like a um, there's like a few good men level Tom Cruise, 
level courtroom drama going on in my mind over the debate of whether do I get up to go take this vicious piss that I have to take or do I clench my bladder until my alarm is set to go off at 7? I really don't know. I mean, a lot of times the Jack Nich- the Jack Nicholson-ness of the situation is one of my dogs determines that, oh, he's awake, so let me... Let me jump up and down on his bladder a couple times. Usually, uh, <laughs> usually that will set me up. I'm like, yeah, hey, I, I better probably go head to the bathroom. But um, yeah, four a.m. is nobody's friend in either direction. I've actively had the thought. It was just this morning. I wake up at three because I had to pee. I went back to bed. I was like, if I piss the bed, so be it. I'm not being denied <laughs> this extra hour of sleep. Yeah, I'm yeah, rolling. It's warm I'm for a minute. Full rolling the dice. Uh, no accidents. Yeah. No accidents. Lucky. Always wanted a water bed. <laughs> you know the the other big problem. <laughs> the other big problem was, you know, just Sunday was was the new episode of Game of Thrones, but HBO uh, yeah, is for yeah. adults, so it's not on at five p.m. <laughs> when I would need it to be right. on to get to my new bedtime. So I He's had like, to. Uh, can I get a Game of Thrones matinee? <laughs> I had to wake up Monday morning at three so that I was able to watch uh, Game of Thrones before having uh, it spoiled no at the water cooler. It, it just Yuck. it was it was just the only option. Uh, somebody somebody wrecking that show for you before the ass crack of dawn, before the sun is even up, <laughs> and someone has already spoiled it for me. Boy, that would make me go full Dothraki in about two seconds. <laughs> just talking, just I bust out one of those awesome swords, let my oh, hair, God, let my hair down. Ugly. It would just be a bad experience would, for everybody. That would turn me into like a Dothraki wildling love child and just go <laughs> buck on the office. Just a bunch of people would be confused, confused why Aquaman oh, yeah. got so chubby in the office. Like, hey, f you. Yeah, oh God, and why is it so cold in here all of a sudden? And there's horses. What the hell? <laughs> So what you 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 yep. you were pretty excited to talk about something today. So so I'm all ears. Pretty excited. What do you got this Are year? Are you kidding me? I I have I have had the date circled on my calendar. Um, I mean, it, it it was more accented than my birthday, <laughs> than Christmas, than Arbor Day. I was so excited. I was counting down. You know, had the proverbial countdown on the computer screen, just like. You know, the, 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 the clock was spinning backwards towards Doomsday, but <laughs> in this case, it was Goat Day. It was Game of Thrones Day. I could not wait. And honestly, all day, and, and this may be, um, you know, Charlie and I, we do share an unfortunately, occasionally pessimistic world out view, uh, <laughs> overview. Um, and I was just waiting for the other... For the other, uh, um, you know, metal-clad boot to, to, to drop. And I'm like, something's going to happen. Something is going to happen. Somebody's going to, like, pipe bomb HBO. Or there's going to be, like, a huge storm. There's going to be, like, the perfect storm of the century. Something's going to happen. A tree's going to fly into my window. There's going to be some reason. My TV is going to catch on fire. Something. There's going to be some reason why I am not going to be able to watch Game of Thrones this Sunday. And I'm going to be left out like a Jew on Christmas. I'm going to be left out in the cold. And uh, honestly, I was I was petrified. I was sweating bullets. I was sweating bullets like my man, uh, like my man Tyrion on, 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 on trial for his life against for poisoning Joffrey. <laughs> I was scared, Charlie. I was scared. 
And, uh, you know, when, when I sat down and I pressed play and, you know, the, the credits rolled and that dope new intro rolled through and it was flawless and there were no interruptions. I didn't even have to stop and pee. Um, oh, my God. It was a gift from the gods, the old gods and the new. Nice. Was Were you disappointed at all? Or was it everything you wanted it to be? Yeah, I, I was disappointed that it was only an hour. Um, Aren't there know, only honestly, six episodes? The, the there's only six episodes, but there are several episodes within that six that are uh, in excess of an hour. Some like an hour twenty-two ah, here and there, and still um, there's there's only eight hours of... left, and then and then it's done. Ah, it's, they're gonna do the prequel. I mean, but this is they're gonna this do is the done. Prequel. They're doing they're doing another series as well. It's actually getting two spinoffs, and uh, you know, like I think we spoke about uh, in the past. Um, I, I did have the luxury of reading the books prior to the series coming out. So when the series first started, I had that, you know, that, that security blanket of kind of knowing where the hell everything was going and looking for certain things and by all means making myself completely, uh, you know, completely hateable. Uh, to my wife because I was like, hey, look at this. Watch this. Pay attention. This is important. <laughs> oh, man. I, how she didn't shove a sword into my throat. I have no idea. She almost pulled a red wedding right here. Um, but I was I was pr pretty, pretty obnoxious about having the information. And, uh, you know, the series has has gone past the books now at this point. Um, so so I'm just a, just an ignorant schmuck like everybody else. And I'm watching. I'm glued to this to the screen to see what, what exactly is going to happen. Um, boy, oh boy, what a what a what a chessboard setup episode it was. It br it brought people together who hadn't been together in like uh, you know an entire series since the first season, first couple of episodes of season one. Um, you know, put put together. Um, you know, tied up loose ends and and you know bur buried the hatchet on grudges and this and the other thing. It did a lot of setting up for uh for really the rest of the story to play out i i loved it i i honestly i i've watched it already again twice and i'll, I'll probably watch it at least two more times before this next new episode on i mean Sunday. the show is just so brilliantly crafted and the the way they've done the world building it's it's hard to imagine a world without without game of thrones so i mm -hmm. i i almost have to ask the the question and and we've never really we, we we take for granted comic books a lot of the times because these are characters that we get and in some form or another obviously there are there are mm -hmm. reboots there are re-envisionments there are movies that i feel like a lot of times comic books restart a lot like you get to see yeah you get to see the beginning a ton and you seldomly get to see the end because they are ongoings they're monthlies they're Right, Sometimes right. twice monthly, monthlies, and even when it's something sure. as spectacular as if as, you're Batman, it's like twelve times <laughs> monthly. Um, you know, even when it's something as spectacular as I don't know, let's say, let's say the Vibe comic book, um, because it was such, oh God. it was so wonderful. Oh, um, even I need to get you a new dictionary. <laughs> even when that ended, it didn't really like that. That series mm. ended, but the character's story didn't. It's and it's kind of been yet to be picked up again so all the game of thrones excitement mine yours the the internet excitement that has been been so kind of wonderful it's one of those rare times where i haven't seen very much negativity leading up to it 
There's always that terrible post where it's like, ah, I'm the only one that doesn't want, like, enjoy your cookie. You're, you're the only one without access to HBO Go. I, that's depressing. I'm sad you're for the, you. You're the only one that's never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. Really? Because I've seen no fewer than 100 posts exactly <laughs> like this. Yeah, it turns out you there's stupid, a... stupid, stupid, stupid. It turns out stupid. despite HBO's reach, there's still like 20% of, of humans know, that haven't even noticed. Yeah, exactly. a, you haven't even seen an extended trailer. You know YouTube using sack of garbage. Oh, my God. Uh, but what, what, feels, so, so what feels better for you? I, I think that's what we should dive in today. It's what... Is a stronger source. We can kind of take the conversation anywhere, but we have these stories that never end. These universes that go on. There's always going to be a Batman book on the shelf in one form or another. Then we have Game of Thrones, yeah. where we're circling the drain. We got seven hours left, give or take. Uh, Lost, sure, which was kind of the weirdest example because it kind of lived as both uh, concepts. the The idea of like let's go on forever yeah. and let's not. What is the better storytelling uh, uh, device? What's the what? What's the path to to glory? Sure. For, in your opinion, well, well, yeah. I mean, I mean, from where from where I'm sitting, the the finite storyline is always going to be the bigger emotional payoff. I think because um, you know, here's the thing. I mean, the never ending story. It did end. You know, it had a runtime, I think, of like maybe two hours and ten minutes, something like that. The never ending story. Like false Hurry. advertising. Yeah. I don't care how long, you know, how many times you play that song in a loop, it's going to stop. You're going to hit the finish line. Um, so so even though, you know, we not may not be around for certain, for the, you know, I might not be around for the last ever Superman story. I might not be around for the, you know, for the for, um, you know, the Hulk's ultimate demise or, you know, or, or victory or, or what have you. I mean, there are characters that certainly will outlive us individually. But um, I, I think that the greater payoff, you know, whether for that reason or for other reasons, are those closed, you know, those closed circuit type stories, because, um you know the, the the people who who come up with the you know the creators of these stories. I mean, in this case, you have George R. R. Martin, who is a, an elderly gentleman. Uh, you know, on the portly side. Um, and every night when I you know when I do uh, bundle myself up nice and tight against the chill with the the blankets pulled up to my chinny chin chin. You know, I do say a prayer to the old gods and the new that please, Lord God, please, please, gods, <laughs> please let George R. R. Martin finish the story. Please, please, please. Because he has more unfinished work on his friggin' guaranteed slovenly desk than than I think anybody else that I actually care about. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm, I'm super excited that obviously with Game of Thrones that we're going to see the culmination of the story that began so many years ago. And that, you know, we've just become very invested in. Uh, and ultimately, you know, if you apply that across the board, I think that's um, that is the biggest, uh, the better emotional payoff when you have a beginning, middle and end to any particular story. Now, I don't care if it's a single issue type story, if you want to apply it to comic book them or if it's a graphic novel size thing or if it's a, a limited series or a limited run or, you know, something that, you know. Something like a like my my prime example of it is, um, 
what the hell was I gonna say? Uh, you know, we'll, we'll actually uh, we'll, that we'll we'll go back we'll go back to that. Um, but I know for like self um, self promotion time for U.S. <laughs> comics, uh, uh, you know, side, I have a very specific arc, um, you know, in mind, like a f- specific story in general sense. Now that can go on for for months, or that can go on for years and years and decades. But um, I think that ultimately you do really need to have a closed circuit story in mind if you're going to tell the most cohesive, powerful story that you can tell. What about you? Here, here's here's my, my counterpoint to that. Because I'm inclined to agree with you because, of course, I am. Because you're smart. Here's the problem with it. <laughs> it's wonderful when a story that we all care about ends... In a fitting way, a triumphant way, a glorious way. And then there's lost, which I'm mm. not gonna I'm not gonna be one of these people that's like it's a completely hateable end, but lost was in a lot of ways the best example for this conversation because it was started, I believe, and Is you it? have to fact check me. Uh, it started with the intention of being a three and out. They were like, we're going to do three seasons. We have story for three seasons. It's going to be a tight three seasons. Then we're off the air. Yeah. We're doing the movie equivalent of television. That was their vision. Then they had monster ratings. And they went, oh, no, you got to stretch this shit out. We're going to run for 20 years. So their solution <laughs> was... Suddenly they were like, oh, there's another, here's more characters. Because they needed to stretch out these threads. And ultimately then it, it mm. didn't work successfully. So they kind of said like, okay, well, let's get out a little earlier than we thought. And it, and it <laughs> still wound up with this ending that was predicted years ahead of time. Um, yeah. ultimately no one can argue, even if you like the ending, even if you think it's a, a fitting ending. And that's a, that's a wonderful show i enjoy that show a lot i don't think i enjoy it as much as you do because you really love lost um but i i, yeah, sure. I that was my first binge. i love that show um your binging of it led me to watch it top to bottom but the one huh. feeling i got by the end of it was this simul this this two edged experience i wish it either ended sooner or didn't end follow other characters yeah. do Someone else shows up on that bullshit island. There was something so lacking from this promise. Or, again, you know, you look at something that I do uh, adamantly love and I defend to this day. You look at another uh, phenom of a show on HBO. You look at Sopranos. People just didn't like the Mm -hmm. ending. And for a lot of people, that ending fell so short for them it yeah because they're dum-dums it, well yeah but but sometimes the 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 dum-dums aren't always going to be wrong just cuz they're wrong about sopranos that still it it wasn't satisfying for for a lot of people so if that story yeah but see but that 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 raises the question though also so like the the satisfying ending quote unquote right and i, I know that we're we're kind of cross um we're we're blurring the lines of of mediums between talking uh, you know talking about shows and movies and comic books and all that stuff, but just storytelling in general. Um, 
you know, I would counter with something like Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad's ending, you know, that finale was as buttoned up and, um, you know, to, to use that, to use your term, quote unquote, satisfying of an ending. You know, it's like a, like a dessert at the end of a really great meal. And the dessert is just as good. And you just sit back and, you know, the top button of your pants are unbuttoned. And you you let out a burp and you're like, ah, that was, you know, like, thanks. Compliments to the chef type of type of thing. Um, with Sopranos, and I think that is a very powerful tool of like the the idea that you know the, here here's and and here's my question to you because you've become a very big fan of sopranos also um do you would you prefer the idea of a character like tony soprano dying like did you want you know not not did you want but like did you want that episode to play it out where somebody walked in put a gun right to his head and you know and, and you saw the tomato sauce go over the table and maybe he shoots up the rest of the family or maybe he just walks away and uh and then the end credits roll like would that have been more satisfying than saying then or like having a scroll come over the screen like they do sometimes uh, Tony Soprano went on to you know, to, to, to be the Don of the family for 50 more years. And he, he died peacefully at home with his third wife, Svetlana, you know, uh, in bed in Secaucus or, or something I... like that. Or or the idea, and, and this is how I took it, when that series went to black, the idea of, well, okay, I mean, honestly, I do I think that he was killed in that moment? No, I don't. What um, I the way we that need a I different took, podcast no, I don't the way <laughs> the way the way that I completely took it uh, to to took it as was that you know in much the same way that the series kind of played out where this was like a day in the life um, and whether there was like that fictional camera f- floating around behind them recording everything and transmitting it to my HBO box. Um, you know, the, the idea was, okay, well, now that series is over, Tony Soprano is still out there. He's still doing all the things. And even, you know what, maybe he did get killed and maybe just he got killed or maybe the whole family got killed. Or you can apply it towards any of the secondary uh, characters that appeared in the series. Those people were still out there. They were still out there on the day-by-day the day basis and they were doing their dirt. And they were doing what they, you know, like well, it's, here's, it's like here's, the, the idea of like Santa Claus is Santa Claus is out there, whether I see him or not. He's up in the North Pole and they're making presents and they're getting ready for Christmas. And, uh, you know, Spider-Man is out there and, you know, he's he's wall crawling and web slinging. And, you know, you can sleep easy because, you know, even though they're not readily in front of you at that particular moment, maybe you can't turn tune them in on Sundays anymore. That they're still out there, still doing their. But thing. that would be that would be my argument, and 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 hear me out, because I am going to relate it to to comic books, because we're a comic book podcast. So the idea of buttoning up a story to me is fine, but I think the brilliance of of comic books, the true, the true skill of of comics, lies in the ability to build a world worth living in. So that that series ending and i think tony absolutely gets killed his pain in the ass kid and his loudmouth wife i think they're all toast 
to me, Meadow's the huh. only survivor because she was lucky enough to to be late because that's just what she did uh, on that show. She had questionable relationships that Tony was not happy about, and she was late places huh. and always hungry. That whole family, just everything's about eating. I, I can appreciate that. Well, so that's good eating. In that so part of if Jersey. the next story was still in that world and followed Meadow, or if they had immediately gone to what they're planning now, which is a prequel about mm-hmm. the, you know the the adventures of young Tony Soprano, that's a, in a lot of ways what these mainstay comics do. So so would I have prefer it it almost comes out to to one of our central arguments of is it better to go out in a blaze of glory or or to to fade away and in a lot of ways mm-hmm. i think it's better to get, put yourself in a position where fading out isn't as an option because that finite ending for a lot of people was so not satisfying that they're chomping at the bit for this prequel series to Sopranos. Let me give you a different example that's more in the realm of comic okay. books. Incredibles. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, Incredibles. That's not it at all. Invincible, a much different character. Yes. Also superhero. Uh, Invincible, the same creator as The Walking Dead. Walking Dead keeps on trucking along, has had a bajillion characters die, has had huge narrative changes, has had huge uh, time jumps. Uh, the Walking Dead is intended as a series that's going to ho- go on until the wheels fall off. They're not buttoning up that story. Sure. That story is much like run a out zombie until its feet fall off. What's that? I said much like a zombie, it'll keep sh- struggling along until its <laughs> feet fall off. Yeah, exactly. Um, I- Invincible was supposed to be the same thing. He, th- the creator, said uh, in many interviews. That he was going to finish his story, and then his dream for the character was that Invincible would live on like a Batman or like a Superman or like a Flash, and there'd be Mm. a new creative team to keep the world going. And ultimately, what what stopped him, because he did end that series eventually, in, in my opinion, not... It, the the ending did not represent the sum of that story's brilliance. I was left wanting more in that universe that I that I'm being mm. denied. Um, if yeah. it even passed over to someone else and it wasn't as good, I would have. I wanted more. I I feel like a lot of times I just want more time. I well, yeah, I I understand that, but but my my question would be. Um, just like, just like anything else that's good, right? So, like, I like ice cream, right? You like ice cream, don't you? So, uh, I'm, I've lived with you a long time. I, I know it's you delicious. like ice cream. So, so, um, you know, ice cream is good. Ice cream is very good. And, and what's better than one scoop of ice cream? Two scoops of ice cream. But at some point, too much of even a very good thing is going to make you sick. And you're going to be like, ugh. I don't want this anymore. As a matter of fact, you know what? I got so sick of this ice cream because I just had so much of it and I had no self-control like a dirty deviant. Now I don't like it ever again. I don't ever want any ice cream. And and I think that can happen also. I it mean, can. There is such a thing as oversaturation. And, you know, we've seen that. We've seen very often... Uh, in the comic book world and and you know and and its outliers um look at look at you know most recently look at hellboy 
we both very, very much like the first two Hellboy uh, movies. You know, Tor- Del Toro did an amazing job, and Ron Perlman did an amazing job, and everybody involved, I thought, was was right on. Now, I haven't seen the new Hellboy uh, movie. Have uh, I haven't yet, which I I, uh, I would like to publicly okay. apologize and, to you know Jovovich. N- no. Nobody else has either because it's it's like a it's a bomb it's an absolute bomb they got critically panned and and you know that's a whole conversation a different conversation about the critics and and the their perspective their worldview when they're looking at certain things, um, but that that I think is is another good example of like that third scoop maybe at least you know what third scoop is fine but maybe maybe give you tum tum a little. Yeah, give give yourself a little time to digest the dinner that you just sucked down before that third scoop of ice cream. Maybe just two is okay for right now. Um, be, you know, and and you know, just to give an example, to bring it back to the to the comic book world and who I think is the heavyweight champion of the friggin' world of closed circuit storytelling um, is 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 Mark Millar, Mill or you know. You know what I'm talking about. Um, So he has all these, you know, all of these awesome ideas and stories and um, and worlds that he creates. And potentially, could they be third, fourth, fifth scoop of ice creams? Absolutely. But he doles them out one or two at a time, whether it's, you know, whether it's, um, you know, whether it's kick-ass or... You know, whether it's a Kingsman or whether it's Jupiter's Legacy or whether it's Nemesis or, you know, all these really awesome stories and, you know, kind of sip. He he writes the kind of stories that I sit back and I, I almost get mad at him. I'm like, really? Really? You have to have another awesome <laughs> original idea that that now I'm not allowed to have? You stupid dick. <laughs> And, um, you know, Huck is amazing and, you know, uh, uh, Chrononauts. And, I mean, it's just it's just like one after the other after the other. He's like, you know, he's like a comic book version of the Beatles. It's just one hit after another. It's it's like nonstop. Um, and, and I think that that's, A, more impressive and ultimately, I think, more satisfying because it can definitely be a like, okay, yeah, sure, you liked, oh, you liked Kick-Ass? Well, here, check out Huck. Or check out check out Jupiter's legacy, um, things like that. Because um, you know, as a creator, you always feel like, well, yeah, I've got more, I've got more, I've got more. And if you want it to be in the realm of, okay, well, I want I want people to be able to close their eyes and say, okay, well, this this character or this story or this world that I created is still going on. In order to do that, as an individual creator or you know, small team of good-looking brothers like us. Um, you have to then hand it off. You know, you have to say, I have enough trust that, you know, whomever or these groups of people or this group of people can pick it up, pick the ball up where I left it off and, and, and run it down further down the field and let it keep on going or no. Or, or am I going to be like, nope, page 50, full stop. This is where it ends. That's the end of my story. But what, what do you think is, is ultimately more more satisfying because because it's 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 a great example the the ice cream example is great mark miller's is great it's a great great set of examples but what happens when you're only one scoop deep and you're you you were mm-hmm. this concept of always leaving always leaving the audience wanting more 
is 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 an yeah, is I'm a big and, proponent and, of that. And you're right to be. It's very very accurate. With that being said, when you run the risk of leaving them with not enough, what what what's well, the but, balance? But that's, is it owed? that's subjective, though. Isn't I mean, it, right? I, I would what, I would say we have what's to talk. Not enough, we have know? to talk in terms of the audience as a as a whole, and it's a battle of averages. And and you know, First I don't all, leave the audience's whole <laughs> out of this because that's inappropriate. You did not get consent, sir. I hate you so much. It it it. Look at look at look at a different franchise that's that's existed in the comic book world, pretty brilliantly, especially mm-hmm. lately. But was based on a movie, and that that people just won't yeah. let go of. Look at Ghostbusters. Thirty five years later, the 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 offers of money being thrown at at ticket counters of just do it in the same. Mm-hmm universe the cartoons aren't enough the comics aren't enough the board games aren't enough the toys aren't enough 35 years and a lot of people i I think ghostbusters is a good example because a lot of people was like yeah there's one set of ghostbusters that's good it was in 1984 and everything after the one with the monkey exactly i'll murder uh, your entire family, <laughs> which includes me. The gorilla has bananas. That's adorable. I'll, I'll murder you. I'll murder. It's genuinely, genuinely upsetting because I see those DVDs in like the dollar store all the time. And I'm like, you're not going to trick me again, monkey DVD. I know it's inside your black box. I, I, I what? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> well, that sounded filthy. Um, <laughs> what, what do you think? What do you think it is about certain ideas that, dem- I mean, Game of Thrones isn't off the air yet, and like you said, we're getting two more Game of Thrones things. Spin so off, it's yeah. it's it's leaving, but wh- again, it was before those announcements happened before the beginning of the last season. So so clearly, this this sure. clamoring for more is being. Uh, is being listened to. So, what's the balance? Do you just mm-hmm. always is the, is the goal ultimately like you create a world interesting enough that you could pick up different items from that world and still run with it? Sure. Because I think it, so. I think I think that's exactly what it is. Because again, to to bring it back around to uh, to Game of Thrones, so he is now um, you know basically the story that began. In the um, in the afterglow uh, uh, of Robert's rebellion and um, you know the, the the that end of the Targaryen reign and and kind of how that you know where the where did the incest all lead where does it where does it stop um, you know that was the great the, literally the 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 story of ice and fire you know that that's that that uh, that arc that he's telling us with this series and with these books. And um, but the world that he created, which is larger than just that story, is so rich. It's so ripe for mining. And um, and that's what they're doing with the the two prequels. I just double checked it. So we're going to get the prequel, which is going to be basically Robert's Rebellion, which, you know, everything that led up to the current series that we have that's coming to a close now with this final season. 
So we're going to get the lead into that, the direct prequel to that period of time. So we're getting a young Ned Stark, a young Robert Baratheon, and the, and the entire uh, cast of characters there. Um, but then also, as well as, we are getting the the very very beginning like the the beginning of that world so the the you know the um the children of the forest and the first men and the stuff that we've really only gotten a, a glimpse of um in the culmination of this series we're going to get we're going to take the take the uh, we're going to take the ball and run it all the way back to the uh, to the one yard line and we're going to see this world really where, where it began at its inception which to me is friggin awesome because i have not in any iteration uh seen read or heard any of those stories so this is like completely new content to me so i am super excited but um and, and i think you and i have talked about it also probably i mean one of if not my favorite um george R. R. martin creations which exists within this world of westeros does occur many years before the Roberts Rebellion storyline even and that's the 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 ongoing stories of Dunk and Egg um which was just put together with um, the 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 what those a Knight of Westeros I think was the was the uh a cobbled together uh short stories or novellas um that that Martin wrote which is just literally follows one specific hedge knight one squire of his, a little baldy, who's uh, unbeknownst to most people, secretly a Targaryen prince, um, and just kind of them romping around the uh, the countryside of Westeros that, you know, and they're existing in this world that George made, um, which to me is probably even the most interesting, the most, um, you know, it, it's, it's really what I'm most invested in. Just like everybody else, I have my favorites and I have my theories on what's going on and like i'll definitely take a dragon to work don't get me wrong but the the, the specific I, I i had my fingers and toes and everything else crossed that the the tales of dunk and egg were going to be one of the spin-offs but alas that 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 was not to be the case maybe some point in the future because those stories are absolutely borderline tits they are awesome they are awesome awesome stories and uh, they deserve the uh the big screen or HBO touch. Um, but yeah, see that that's circumstance where I don't think he created the world that they inhibit so that he can tell dunk and egg stories. But ultimately I think the dunk and egg stories are the best things that he's mined from them. You know but, what I mean? But here's here again, here's the, here's the question in both directions. What did you think of Lord of the Rings? The, 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 like the, the, the book, lot. the books. What do you think it. about the Love Hobbit? It. Very. What do you think Love about the too. Lord of the Rings movies? What Great. about the Hobbit movies? I watch them every day. Very good. Love those two. A lot of people disagree with you. A lot Very of people. Good. I love them. Goddamn, oh, hate I, the Hobbit. I was on. I was on automatic. So. There. See, but what? But like, why? Like, what's? There? I mean, ultimately, now, and, and it was it was would, the worst. I'm I'm almost fighting against myself. It was the worst of both worlds. <laughs> it's they had a finite story. They told the finite story with three of the right. longest, most yeah. fucking boring, unsatisfying movies of all time. 
in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Whoa. <laughs> Those trees Whoa. can keep walking. Dropping pieces of garbage. What are you talking um, about? And then the Hobbit came along. And, and, and for everyone who loved Lord of the Rings, the Hobbit was this huge disappointment. And it's because and they, they did the thing I almost recommended. It's a it's a rewind, but it didn't they, they weren't brave enough to almost craft something new. It's my same fear, and it's definitely gonna be some people. No this last season of Game of Thrones, there's absolutely gonna be people that are gonna be like garbage, hate it. We know those people are coming. With the prequels, there there's uh, sure. still gonna be those but, negative people, but, but what if they're are... what if they're right? Why, if if Game of Thrones was set up that at the end of this story, either the the show mm-hmm. or the books, you can keep living in that world forever, and there is power in that. The even with sure. comic books, there's nothing mm-hmm. stopping a publisher from pausing a title for a while and then jumping back in. It's the tragedy of these decisions of, well, we crafted this story to be three years or four years or one book or one graphic or three graphics. Mm-hmm. And then they, they they emotionally close the, the, the book shut. And then either for the wrong reasons, like they can monetize it more, or for the right reasons, maybe they, they right. want to revisit the world. Then the 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 blushes off the rose. They've missed their opportunity because they. Pretty sure that's not the. That's I, not I the couldn't. Phrase, but okay. I, I, you I heard me try to find it. I couldn't <laughs> find it. Uh, so I made up a new one. <laughs> I did. Uh, that I is did. copyright Charlie Ver Inc. Uh, it's that's um, fair. <laughs> you know, it's 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 uh, a different example. And again, then I, I promise I'll let you make a counterpoint. But even even you know you mm-hmm. look at uh, uh, Step Brothers, uh, one of our favorite comedies. Uh, I'll speak for you. Uh, you mm-hmm. have the amazing Will Ferrell, and and arguably the even better. His name's eluding me right now. Help me out. The other star of Step Brothers. Oh yeah, the other guy. The not. Damn not it! Will it, Ferrell. It, it escaped your brain too. I jinxed us. Um, they they had this like run of successful films. Took a long break and they come back with a, 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 a apparently i haven't seen it yet so i probably shouldn't insult it but apparently like the worst cinematic thing to happen ever oh, it was like uh, in and out of theaters in like 12 the, uh, minutes the sherlock holmes movie the, yeah it was and it's john c thank Riley you they they yeah they, he's a He's they a wonderful seemingly actor. lost he's a, the he's magic. He's a great dramatic actor. They also. somehow lost the magic because well, of the because of the break. And and I think sometimes when you say, "Hey, we're 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 done with this," because it's not a situation where I think I wish that that pro wrestling and comic books had an off season. I think a lot of times this never ending narrative that they try to do and and pro wrestling. Sure. Is probably the most interesting way of looking at it. They have no off season. That story from the first episode of Monday Night Raw to now, uh, thirty five mm-hmm. plus years later, um, it's technically one story. It's one giant story. Right, and right, sometimes right. you have things that are amazing, like 
Shawn Michaels is this young kid who just wants to have fun and and he's all about the sport and then becomes cocky because he's a pretty boy, then becomes a fucking nightmare, then becomes a dirty scoundrel of a fucking heel. Then he comes back and he's the triumphant hero again who just wants to be around his friends. Now he's like this old crazy dude who was forced to retire, but he like unretired for a minute, but he's retired again. Narratively, that story went on such an epic journey, but I don't know if anyone looks at the Shawn Michaels story and is disappointed it had its low points but it fought its way out and i think a lot again i think i fundamentally have a problem when someone says this is the definitive end there'll never be more and maybe it's because i know that enough begging for more will always garner it but i think you can end a part of a story without you know quote unquote ending the book well, well, he and here's here's my my example of it. So, you know, I, I I'm pretty much I'm pretty much on record as being pro anything Game of Thrones that you could throw my way. I think the world that they that they created was damn straight, son, damn straight. Um, but like you know that that third scoop of ice cream that I'm talking about is. Um, Look at Godfather Three. Ooh, that's a so, really so fucking Godfather good example. One and two, you have you know just like no 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 you know as much as you can get, and you have the ongoing debate even today. Like, was that second scoop of ice cream actually even better than the first one? Is that even possible? Is that allowed? Is that legal? And when you're talking about um you know crime story ice cream flavors. Uh, legal is not usually the first thing you think about, but um, I, you know it makes me wonder what level of felony are we talking about? If two is even better than one, and as you're hiking up your big boy pants and you're ready to throw down in the streets with your wife beaters <laughs> on and uh, you know your white socks and black shoes, um, as you're so into it, getting ready to stand up for for the truth that you believe in, then they roll out with that third scoop of ice cream. And boy, oh boy, can it not act? And boy, is it ugly! <laughs> oh my God! Um, it is just, it is just atrocious. And and when it was coming, you're like, oh yeah, baby, here comes this third scoop of ice cream. This is gonna be so good. And then it lands there like a wet fart that it is. And you're just looking at it on the table, and you're just wishing that someone came out of the bathroom with a gun that they got from the back of the toilet and put it to your back of your head and took off for Sicily because you just want to be put out of your misery rather than to have that third scoop of shitty, gross ice cream. Yuck, disgusting. And you hate yourself every day for not being satisfied with that first and second scoop. <laughs> um, you know, you, you really have to be careful what you ask for, you know, you got to be careful what you wish if for. If Godfather sometimes. kept going, would we be um, like in space already? Like he's the first Don on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, he he put his uh, he put his hockey mask on, and uh, you know he blamed it on his mom, and we get Godfather. Machine in space. Gun Kelly is um, Don Gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I th- I think a lot of times, um, a lot of times, en- enough is enough. And uh, sometimes it's time to step away from that particular well, you know, and, and I think it comes from a place of fear, you know, not to get melodramatic or deep or anything like that, because we are talking about four color funny books, ultimately. 
but um, I think that um, and and you know what you can have you can you can draw on a well for seventy five years like like Superman and Batman have and still be thirsty and say nope there's still good stuff to be you know to be carted up and and that's absolutely true but then you have certain circumstances where um the well is not necessarily quite so deep or you you're full you're like you're just full and and maybe there is still still good stuff to be uh, gotten at the bottom of the well but you know what someone else can get that well you know it, I'll step away I've had my fill um especially when there are other things out there you know like again the Mark Miller stuff is is my really good example because he has all this great content he can't miss it seems like I love every single thing that he comes out with. Neil Gaiman is another word, uh, another one. If Neil Gaiman only lived in the world of American gods, think of all the stuff that we would not have gotten from him. Um, but on the same token, who else would you trust really to to be at the steering wheel for something like that? You know, there there are Stephen King stories that, and he's so you know so prodigious. He comes up with so much material. It seems like we're we're where in God's name is it even coming from, um, but as as much as I love any one of those individual specific little you know uh, self-contained universes that he created, um, and I and I don't necessarily want to leave him like a little kid that mom's dragging, kicking, and screaming out of the out of the swimming pool because my fingers are all my fingers and toes are all pruned up. Um, I don't know necessarily that I would trust somebody else to to you know kind of captain that ship. I don't I don't know. It's uh, yeah. I I mean it's it's interesting <coughs> and 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 I don't know if it's just because I feel like I've lived through it. It's it's I part of me genuinely wonders, and this is gonna really sound like sacrilege. Part of me wonders like what would Godfather Four have been? It, it, it <laughs> just out of a sheer curiosity apparently there was there was a there was definitely a video game that's called morbid creepy uh, morbid there was apparently a video game that a lot of people really enjoyed that kind of it took godfather one two and three and put it together in a video game format and and had all the video gamey stuff uh but they said like even yeah oh did you did it touch at all upon the the story arc from three or was it or do you remember um no no, it, it was really more so a mashup of kind of the events of one and two, and it wisely ignored three because it yeah. was such a large which time makes, gap. Which makes and, sense. Uh, it wouldn't have. It makes me wonder though, like, what if they the did game. a sequel to that game that was the third movie, and then they had to add some more meat to the bones? It's sometimes just out of a sheer curiosity. A long time ago, you cured me of of a weird, irrational thing I did for a long time. And I and I see it affecting a lot of mm. that stuff with the chickens <laughs> that you were touching all the time. I hate you. Um, I I see it affecting <laughs> different like fan communities even to this day. And that's I used to really care if a movie I liked did well financially. It used to it used oh, to really yeah, bug me because my brain immediately went to like oh they won't make more, and and I forgot the exact mm. conversation. I can only kind of give give the the. The abbreviated version of it, but in in you instead were like, hey man, that 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 movie might have just been 
for you. I, I'm always amazed when mm-hmm. when when people now kind of having been able to be enlightened or to figure out the better path for myself is now something even like even like the new Hellboy, which I do plan on seeing. Unfortunately, I may have to wait till it's on DVD because mm-hmm. it, it might be fleeing the theaters a little bit too quickly for me. Mila Mila Jojovic, who's in that movie, she plays the uh, she plays the the Red Queen, I believe. Um, she had uh, an interesting tweet um, about it because it opened at number three, which is very disappointing for it. She had a, she had a very interesting tweet that read something along the lines of opening weekends are always stressful. It's never fun to read. You know, all these critics critics hate your guts. But she then went on to say, no movie I've ever done has been critically loved. If you read the opening weekend on any movie you liked me in, you would be you would think it was the worst movie ever. Fifth Element, get out of here. They said that was a train wreck from top to bottom. Dazed and confused, they said was laughably bad. She was she even continued to say like don't even get me started on Resident Evil, which again has its own weird roller coaster ride. So I think I I think somewhere along the lines that turned itself into I, I'm I'm so accepting of things that are bad sometimes because it never it never <laughs> really takes away from what was good. So I, I think the truth is I, I wanna see my stuff go to a point of of not caring. It's something I always hear about like the comic book TV shows. Be like, oh f- arrows ending after ten seasons, who cares? Uh, you know, yeah, some people stop watching. I as much as as much as we talk about Smallville is being this huge divide between you and I because Smallville was a was a Superman mm. product that I bought into wholeheartedly and you never wanted. You kind of you took in the the pilot and we're like, "You know what? This clearly isn't for me." What's interesting about Smallville is that ran long enough that I stopped watching it, but when the DVDs came out, I would buy them. That was really my first binge experience. I was like, "I'm not watching this every week." But when the DVD wow. comes out, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to take this in, in in the like huge, you know, over right. the course of a uh, of at most a week. I would it would be the only thing I'd watch for a while with my popcorn and a. You're like, oh yeah, recruit me into your sex. <laughs> Ooh, I yeah. would let her too. She can she can still brand me. She's she's <laughs> hot as hell. She's innocent. I tell you, she's innocent. Oh man, you. Um, <laughs> I mean, that that's is, not what there's said, at least right, one person who's going to listen to this episode and have to Google that, and their mind's going to goddamn explode. Yeah, yeah. The f- Chloe yeah, Sullivan, sex cult leader. I wrote a parody film about that, <laughs> uh, and no, you can't find it online. I made try. <laughs> I removed it from all the websites. I, I had my suspicions. She was even. I may have willed that into existence just with the way she used to look at Clark. Yeah, no. That's, um. So. <laughs> yeah, you're. Your your little fan letters may have led to a lot of that. <laughs> so you know, for for me, it's it's sometimes I like you know I like the idea of ride it to the wheels fall off because I can kind of end wherever I want to. I, I think television, comic books, and to a to to even a certain extent, movies all lend themselves to. You could be doing a trilogy, but there are three movies. You know the the Avengers films are are totaling mm-hmm. up to this. Ten years of Marvel films are are coming to this this massive amazing conclusion. Bullshit. Those are those are ten years of movies. They better have beginnings, middles, and ends. Sure. And there's plenty of Marvel movies I don't like. There's plenty of Superman comics I've read and haven't resonated uh, resonated with me. 
Daredevil, the same thing. Archer is on its 10th season. I didn't watch the last two. It doesn't mean I hate Archer. Mm. It means that like something about the ads didn't stick in my head that I should... Yeah, I got, yeah, exactly. I got a life. So, so for me, it's sometimes like, hey, let's not put such a bow on it that we can never go home again. But I guess things like Sopranos mm. and, and like Game of Thrones and like Superman, really nothing ever has a, has a real finish. Has a planned finish sometimes, but things are a lot more like wrestling than I give credit for. Sure. Um, yeah, and and also look at look at all of these look at all of this um, uh, the these uh, worlds that that people are are going back to now years later. Even like um even sitcoms, you know, like a world that you thought was closed to you forever. Um, you know, they're, they're being rebooted and, and, and re- renewed and, and, oh, you're getting like a special, you know, a special two hour, you know, behind the scene. I mean, it, it, the, the, the fact is that, you know, none of these worlds are ever truly close to us. The, the doors to Narnia never really lock. They just swing closed. That's sometimes. wonderfully poetic. And, uh, I really, yeah, I think so. And I think on that note, that's how we should I don't disagree. Out, because uh, some of us do need to uh, do need to get to work. <laughs> the, uh, the the doors but, um, are never closed. Yeah, I like so, that. So, so I think uh, the I think we discovered the truth. It's it's you plan your ending, but make sure that that you have in the back of your head somewhere, uh, the what could be next, be it before, be it after. Yeah, you leave yourself a back door like a like a good. I dig it. I dig it. For the greatest co-host and the greatest CEO in the multiverse, his name's John. My name's Mm -hmm. Charlie. We want to hear what you have to say. Which one of us is right? Which one of us is wrong? Let us know on all the social media. We're at Read US Comics. Until next time. That's right, and that's John J. (laughs) Owen. Enjoy your comic book day, suckers. We're out. Peace.